Duncan. Chucky banking one home. Oh, that was big. Oh, that was big. It was a big shot. Big moment. Badgers get a nice win last night. They win the Big Ten. How about that? How about that? That was nice stuff. That was nice stuff. Big win last night. Ben, is Ben Kenny back today? I'm back, Bill. It's great to be how back. How about that? I'm a little how hungover. What a, what, a, but... what a way to come back. Now, how late were you out partying last night after the uh, after the onslaught onto the court? Uh, the wee hours of the morning. Okay. You're forgiven. No problem. You can come in here. You can came. You could have come in here today and went, Bill, don't even come to me. I'm so effed up. I'm still drunk. I wet myself. Evo and Rowdy are running down the hall to get paper towels right now, but I'm here. And, and that would have been perfectly acceptable. I mean, on my end, because I don't have to clean anything up. But that that's fine. That was a, that was a nice win last night. It, it was a big win in the positive. And we talked about this yesterday. Had they lost, it would have been, well, you know what? They're playing with house money. They still got a shot at, at co-Big Ten champions. They'll be good to go. But uh, big win last night. Oh, my goodness, big win last night. Uh, on the downside, uh, TikTok, no word on Aaron Rodgers, no word for Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball decided to say, you know what? Uh, this is so uh, this is so ridiculous. So Major League Baseball says, yeah, we didn't come to an agreement. Uh, we're still far apart on certain things. Okay, so we're going to cancel the first two series of the season. Okay, we saw this coming, right? And then they said, this is the dumbest damn thing. We can't talk again until Thursday. We can't talk again until Thursday. My question is why? It's your own rule. It's not like you you made this 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 rule that's part of, you know, an amendment to the constitution. You can talk today if you wanted to. You don't want to. You're pissed off. They're pissed off. Everybody went away from the bargaining table and took their took their ball and went home for a day. We're gonna go. We're gonna go think about this. Sorry to see you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Really gonna miss you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? Did you watch any of that press conference? Uh, I did not. Oh, I didn't. I, was... I because it is. I should, and I thought I will, and then I didn't. And I didn't want to because it does nothing. But look, I'm a fan of the big three, big four, if you will, five, if you want to throw, you know, hockey in there. I, uh, I enjoy football. I enjoy baseball. I enjoy basketball. I enjoy golf. I enjoy the NBA. Uh, I enjoy NASCAR. I enjoy all of that. I cannot watch the sport where the money is 100% guaranteed and the owners continually put up stupid money for bad contracts to listen to. And the owners won't show us their books. They'll claim poor mouth. I mean, Ricketts family in Chicago is going, well, go, I don't, we don't know how we're going to operate. We at this pace. Where are we? You know, stop. You own Wrigleyville. You bought the whole damn thing in what, the third or fourth biggest city in America? And, and, you're crying like a poor small market tea. Shut the hell up. Show us your books. Show us where you lost money. That's the problem with the ownership. You can't trust them as far as you can throw them because they won't, they won't open their books. They won't say what the real money is. They won't show you what they're actually making and not making. NFL, you have to show at the end of the year, here's what we made. Here's what we have. Here's what we made. Here's what we did with the money. Here's where it goes. Okay, I got you. 
You know, now there's some fudging. Let's be honest. There's some fudging that goes on. I'm sure every NFL team has a creative accountant, no doubt. But baseball, they don't need it. You know why? They don't show anybody anything. Nah, nah you don't need to see that. Just take my word for it. Just take my lips are moving, right? <laughs> take my word for it. Shut the hell up. And then, and then the players, well, we got to have a salary floor. This is ridiculous. You've got some teams that aren't even spending their revenue share. They're not even putting it back into the players. We need to raise the base salary. What? Do you, what wait, what? A luxury tax? No. No. We're not going to put any kind of a cap on this. We want all the money guaranteed. We want all the money now. We want all the money right here, right now. We never want it to end. We never want the spigot to be shut off. We never want it capped. Sorry. Shut up. Baseball has disgusted me and pissed me off. I'll go back as a fan. I'll admit that. It's part of what I do for a living. But this, I saw this coming when Bud Selig sat up there and said, you know, I'm going to be stepping down. And then he turns to this guy. Uh, This guy looks like Templeton the Rat out of the old Charlotte's Web cartoon. But uh, this guy's going to be running baseball. Well, who's this guy? His name's Rob Manfred. He's negotiated a lot of deals. You know why? He's an attorney. He's he doesn't give a damn about baseball. So it is what it is. I so think what did you think of the presser that you watched? Uh, well, it was a disaster. Um, he started laughing, and I, this is the guy that called the World Series trophy a hunk of metal. Uh, hunk, he just doesn't which like the players. The sport. Still, by the way, still bring up the players. Still bring that up. But I, I guess it's good that I slept for like four hours last night because I, I don't have energy to get mad at Manfred today. Right. I get it. But it's a I, joke. Uh... And they tried to fine print the players out of something. Like when they put that last offer in at five yesterday, whenever the time was, they put extra stuff in the fine print, thinking the players would be so tired and not read it. Right. I, uh, again, I just... I, I don't understand. I, if you're make if you're not making money, show everybody because it's easy to show everybody you're not making money. You don't want to show everybody what you're making, but what you when you say you don't you're not making money, and you won't show anybody you're not making money, then it's wrong. Then we all know you're a liar. I, I mean, it's, it's that simple. You're a liar. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what you know. Ultimately, what it's going to come down to. This is what's going to happen is the owners are going to continue this path because they got money. Other businesses uh, subsidize their business. Meanwhile, you've got cities out in, uh, out in Arizona, you've got cities down in Florida that have banked upon the last three seasons, money coming in via spring training, millions and millions and tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they're not getting it. They're not getting that revenue. It's not coming because these two entities, COVID had something to do with it, don't get me wrong, but these two entities can't get it together. Okay, so in addition to that, they've got those those bills to pay. I appreciate that. They've got those new stadiums and all those little retro places that they're building for all these spring training facilities. And they still have to forfeit or uh, still have to fortify the minor league system and everything like that. I get it. But in the meantime, the players are like, look, we're also our our basement for money. I mean, (laughs) If people can't live off of what they made the last couple of years, then then I don't know what to tell you because they're making millions when they shouldn't be. Some of these guys aren't good, and they're making six, seven, eight million dollars. That's part of the problem. I get it, but the players are going to wait as long as they can wait to say, "Nah, we're not going to come back to the table." 
Let the bills pile up. Let the owners sit there and pile up the bills, and we'll see what actually happens. Because when you start having to make some of those mortgage payments on those new facilities, the new stadiums, the stadiums out in the uh, the Arizonas and the Floridas, uh, you're in trouble. Because that's when things will start to hit. And you'll go, ah, you know, it's not terrible. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden say, i got to claim bankruptcy. But you're going to start to feel that tug a little bit. So eventually when the money starts to hit them and enough fans have said, you know what, screw you. That's when all of a sudden baseball is going to go, you know what, we might want to start playing again. So we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe they'll come to an agreement tomorrow. Maybe. Because they're not allowed to talk today, of course. You know, not allowed to do that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Well, they so want to give proper say. shine to the Badgers. Why would they waste a day uh, talking? Right, when- maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. They're just, uh, you know, kind of giving out to the day of Badger talk. Now, we can talk Badger talk all day. I don't have a problem with that. A lot of it's speculative. You can be joyous about the team, about the season. Completely agree. Now it's what you do with it. You've gotten yourself to the top rung of the Big Ten ladder. You're going to be the number one seed going into the Big Ten tournament. How deep can you go? And what kind of a seed will you get? you got to figure as of right now. Ben, do you pick them as a two seed or a three seed? Two or three. If they beat Nebraska on Sunday and get at least one win in the Big Ten tournament, probably a two. Um, I think a three seed if they only win one, a two seed if they win two. There's an argument that they should be a one, but they won't be because the voting system is stupid. Yeah, well, I, I, and I don't, you know what? As a one seed, I don't mind if, if they go with a two. I, I you know, I'm, I'm good with that. Let's be honest. We're sitting here, and, and granted, it's all in the performance, so it's what it, it, the proof is in the pudding for what you've done in the season, but we're arguing about this team being a two or three seed. And if you just said that at the beginning of the season, we would have all figured that pot was legalized out in Madison and you were hitting the bong, right? So for where it is, I'm kind of counting the blessings. Not that I'm playing with house money because now it gets real. But uh, but from where they were at the beginning of the season and all the speculation off season, and all the criticism that was heaped upon the program and Greg Gard off season, this is a giant uh, vindication. And they're not done yet, but it's a giant vindication as to the job Greg Gard can do. So kudos to Greg Garden and congratulations to the Badger program. Did you um, hear Matt LePay's call? I did not. Do we have it? I do have it. Let's do it. Matt LePay last night is the uh, the Badgers ring up a victory over Purdue and win the Big Ten. Here you go. The one and one. In and out. No good. Edie the rebound. 13 seconds left. Here comes Jaden Ivey racing up the floor for three and the tie. It's good. And we're tied with 8.9 to play. Here comes Chucky. A chance for the title. Six seconds left. Hepburn left side with three, with two. Hepburn down. Off the glass. Off the glass. With 1.2 to play. And the Badgers take the lead at the call center. What a moment last night. A banker off the glass. Chucky Hepburn drops it. The three goes in. Pandemonium happens. And uh, the, uh, the, the final shot, if you will, uh, is not. So good stuff by Matt LePay. Matt LePay is such a, such a pro. He's so good. I don't care. He, he's, he's so, so good. 
So, uh, anyway, the Badgers have Nebraska coming up. And then you get into the Big Ten tournament. It, can you believe we're a week away from tournament week? I cannot. Think about that for a minute. I'm giddy. This is one of I'm those. Gi- Go ahead. One of those funny moments during the year when everyone says, oh, the best sports week of the year. I, I can't wait to be because this is my favorite time. But they say it seven times, you know. You right. got the NFL playoffs. They say it during college football season. But this is arguably the best sports week of the year it is um but i'll say this and here's a side note to this baseball you're idiots you've lost your window man the from now through the end of march madness you've got the nba playoffs coming up the nfl draft coming up you're now going back to the back burner and you don't get it that's the thing you just they don't get it you're you're because lo- we this is the time of year we all have optimism we're all looking forward to things we're all giddy, and this this is what we talk about it's baseball and now we're getting into the conference tournaments then into the March Madness then everybody's got a poll or everybody's got a pool so you get into all of that and baseball lost its its build up its window it's it's and 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 so God let's do this when we we're gonna step away. Um, Rob Manfred has to be, has to be. He has never gone through PR 101. He's got to either be just the most uncaring SOB when it comes to a leader of any sport, or he's just one of the stupidest people on the face of the earth when you hear this. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show on this Wednesday. We'll be back right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. How we're looking. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. So, um, Rob Manfred, the head of Major League Baseball. The game that you and I love. Wish we were getting ready for, uh, in a few weeks, to be cooking up brats, burgers, hot dogs, throwing a baseball, throwing a football, a little bit of bags going on out in front of American Family Field. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You got this clown running baseball. Now, I'm not saying it's all on the owners, and I'm not saying it's all on the players. I think there's a lot of greed. There's enough greed to go around. But this moron had this to say about only having 10 days to get this done. Take a listen. Hey, Rob, understanding that deadlines create urgency, you locked out the players to jumpstart the negotiations. It feels like real bargaining went on just in the last 24 to 36 hours. I'm sure people are wondering why not over the last three three months or even longer to get to a point where you're not necessarily canceling games because there's some momentum here. Yeah, I think the, the best answer to that question is the last 10 days. We've been here, ready to bargain, full committees, owners, players, for 10 days, and it got going two days before the deadline. I, you know, that's the best explanation I can give you. What? What? That's the best? You're the head of Major League Baseball? That's the best you can do, ladies and gentlemen? You hear that? That's Rob Manfred trying, trying to get his head out of his ass. That's the best you can do? 
Three months, two months, a month. In the last 10 days, we've all been together waiting to, uh, waiting to negotiate, but that's the best we can do. Good God. That's... <sighs> Take a listen to what else he had to say about canceling games. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I had hoped against hope that I would not have to have this particular press conference um, in which I am going to cancel some regular season games. We worked hard to avoid an outcome that's bad for our fans, bad for our players, and bad for our clubs. I want to assure our fans that our failure to reach an agreement was not due to a lack of effort by either party. Yeah, it was. Players came here for nine days. They worked hard. They tried to make a deal, and I appreciate their effort. Our committee of club representatives committed to the process. They offered compromise after compromise and hung in past the deadline to make sure that we exhausted every possibility of reaching an agreement before the cancellation of games. So far, the parties have failed to achieve their mutual goal of reaching an agreement. The unfortunate thing, maybe the most unfortunate thing, is that agreement, the one we've offered to our players, ha offered huge benefits for our fans and for our players. We have listened to the Players Association throughout the process. It offered huge benefits to our fans. What benefit? Ben, is there something I'm missing? Were the fans represented here at all? Uh, I'm stuck on committees committing to things. This guy's an idiot. He did say he trusted the process. Yeah, he, he, he this guy's a moron. Who writes the speeches for this guy? For our fans? What, what are you, you giving us a, a rebate? Lowering ticket prices? How about lowering beer prices? Let's start there. You're going to take away some of the ridiculous surcharges? Oh, by the way, maybe, just maybe, if you buy the MLB app, you're able, actually able going to be to watch your own team? This guy's a moron. Do we have anything else from this guy? Just him laughing. That's that, And he laughed. He laughed. I, I, I just, I don't get it. Hard to see you go. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Really going to miss you. <laughs> Good God. I just, I, I, I just cannot. Look, I've always had a bias uh, against Rob Manfred, Manfred to begin with. I, I thought he was a bit of a clown even when he was under Bud Selig. Bud trusted him. He, he was a good second in command because you could tell him what to do and he would do it. But he's not a leader. I mean, he's getting paid either way, right? He doesn't care. He's getting his money from the owners because his salary isn't being cut. I, I just, I am flabbergasted that the owners have this clown as their representation standing up at a microphone, laughing 
and saying that, well, you know, the players didn't get here until nine days. We were here 10 days. Are you an idiot? You locked them out and this is the best you can do? Oh, we only had nine days. Does he, does he not realize how far out of touch he is with fans? Bud Selig was a fan of baseball. Say what you want about Bud Selig. He loved baseball. He knew the value of the game. He knew where it was. He knew what it meant to fans. He walked through stadiums, shook hands, talked to kids. You could see it. I, we would see it here. I just, this guy is just, I don't know. I don't know why I'm getting so upset because it's nothing. I, I didn't expect more out of him. So it's just, it's, it's sad. It's sad see that baseball is, right, right? Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Sorry to see you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just, he doesn't get it. Completely, completely clueless. Um, ESPN Steve says, at the end of the day, the fans actually have the final say. If fans do not go to the games, there is no gate revenue. If they stop watching and listening, there is no TV or radio money. When there is no income, there is no baseball. See, and I agree with that, Steve. I, I never... I would never call for boycotts. Would never do that. But what I would call for, if you really want to have a say, is find the sponsors and say, we want you, the money, to put pressure on baseball to just get it done and give the game back to us. We're the ones that pay for it in some way, shape, or form. I mean, because we all know that television money and revenue and ad revenue and stuff drive the train. We, we understand that. And the gate drives the train, too. Don't get me wrong. But if the sponsors feel the pressure and you're not buying the products from the sponsors, then the sponsors start to lose money. Therefore, they don't have enough money to spend on television revenue. Therefore, they move forward to the pressure of the baseball gods and say, we can't afford to do this if you're not going to get this going. And then baseball feels a need. Now, I'm not saying that it's just the owners because we know it's the players. Don't get me wrong. But I just he, this guy can't be this 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 blind. Um, and I agree. I mean, you, you that, that it'll never work. John says that will never, or Jules says that'll never work. No, it would if it was organized, but it's not. But if, if say, you know, pick a sponsor. If that sponsor gets a hundred phone calls today, that that raises an eyebrow at a switchboard, or at a front office, or whomever fills up their their inbox. That, that raises an eyebrow. They do listen. Sponsors do listen. Trust me. If I say something completely egregious. And somebody calls one of my sponsors. I, I've heard about it. I've been asked about how the majority of the time, it's usually something that is said via press conference or by another caller or something. It's something that I didn't say, but no, they'll ask. They do have a concern. They got to protect their brand. 
Uh, Ricky says, I can't watch my Brewers on any channel I get uh, in the first place, so it's ridiculous. Uh, screw them. I can't care about it any longer. So, anyway, that's where baseball's at. The almighty God that is the wizard, Rob Manfred, has spoken. I'm surprised, there, joke. I'm, Go ahead, surprised, I'm surprised there weren't blackout restrictions on the press conference. I know, right? Well, it was sold out, so they, they would, you know, well, that's football. We can't even go there. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't black it out on the uh, the MLB network. Well, you can't show, where was it, in New York, or where were they? Out in Arizona? Yeah, or Florida. Somewhere or Florida, warm. one of the two? Yeah, it was somewhere warm, so I'm surprised whatever state that was, they were even allowed to see it. More about Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the program brought to you by Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And do not forget that our friends at Bud Light uh, have the Bud Light Seltzer, the new. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda Variety Pack with a pop of soda. That's right. It's seltzer, pop of soda, zero sugar. Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda, the loudest flavors ever, ever. And uh, good stuff. Uh, I tried it. I finally did. I went up. Uh, I was up in uh, the Oosthof Resort yesterday and uh, stopped in a local watering hole. Had one. I, th- I saw it there on the counter. They said, this is what we serve. You know how like, people put bottles and cans up? And uh, I said, okay, um, let me try it. Uh, again, black cherry, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Good stuff from uh, our friends at Bud Light. Uh, 877-867-1670. Major League Baseball has canceled games. Rob Manfred uh, is looking rather foolish at this point. Uh, you've got uh, the uh, the Badgers getting a big win. Big win. Big 10 champions, by the way in case you're just tuning in and waking up out of a coma. Winning their second Big Ten Conference in three seasons. Think about that. Think about how it seems like forever since they won the Big Ten. Remember when COVID hit, uh, this team was rolling. Rolling. And I thought, man, they they got a really good, they got a legitimate shot going deep into the postseason into the NCAA tournament. And, And now they knocked off number eight Purdue last night, earning at least a share of the league crown. And on the seven-year anniversary of the title-clinching game, the Badgers got a banked-in three-pointer. Chucky Hepburn went up, took a step-back bank jumper with 1.2, and uh, and the place went nuts. Pandemonium broke out, and all was right with the world when it came to the Badgers. So congratulations to everybody on getting, at the very least, a share of the Big Ten title. But uh, what an exciting night out in Madison last night. To watch... To watch the fans rush the floor. I Now, Ben, the second Big Ten title in two years, or in three years. So the question I heard this morning was, why did the fans rush the floor? So was it because of everything that went on last year where the expectations were, yeah, you're going to end up sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth in the Big Ten? Was it just because the expectations were low? Because usually if you expect to be there, you don't rush the floor. You're like, that's a great win. Nice job. I thought it was an exciting win. The fans rushing the floor made the atmosphere certainly electric. 
on a night of a whiteout, and all the papers had uh, Get Well, Dickie V, or were thinking, I can't remember the exact verbiage, but it was a really nice tribute to Dick Vitale. I mean, it was just a really cool night, and it was an electric night at the Kohl Center for a, a sold-out joint. But when, when, they, when they stormed the floor, was it just a cool scene that you took it in and it was surreal? Or did you think, why are they storming the floor? I've gone over the ethics of this a lot. Um, I think it was a justified court storming. First of all, your team has to be underdogs in the game, and Purdue was favored by three or four points. I mean, it's a it's a top ten win uh, against a team that is pretty much dominated. You haven't swept them in seven years to w- with a almost buzzer beating shot to win the conference. I think all okay. of that together. I'm not. By the way, I'm not disagreeing. I I agree. It was a great night, and it was it was it was just a cool scene. So I enjoyed it. But there were people that said, "Why do you rush the floor if you're expected? If you're one of the better programs and you expect to win?" So I say that when a team is a favorite in the game. I can't understand when you know you're at home and you're an eight point favorite and you win and then you storm. That one doesn't make sense. Right. But they were underdogs. I, I Purdue was supposed to win the game according to Vegas. Yep. I look. I don't have a problem with it. I know that some do because of whatever perceived criteria there should be for storming the floor, but I, I thought it was all justified last night. Maybe it's just because I've got a bias, which is okay, but I thought it was all justified last night. Well, there's was, also a, a lot of energy thing. pent up for the last two years, right? I mean, right after that team in 2020 wasn't able to play a postseason, and then there weren't really fans there, and then this season they all come back and to have it go like this, I think the energy has been built up for a long time. I, uh, I I remember the preseason predictions, and I think I said sixth or seventh would have been a good finish, and some people thought I was crazy. I know some of the prognosticators said anywhere from nine, even ten, uh, but they were all over the board. But they were middle of the pack for the most part, in mi- middle to lower third for most part in most preseason prognostications. So to then turn around as an underdog and win the Big Ten, sweeping Purdue, a team that – had been near the top in the top five pretty much all season long, and a team that really you beat, you started the the downfall, so to speak, and then to beat what was considered to be the best team in the Big Ten to win it, that was a huge, huge night. I I think all that criteria is there to storm the court. So I, I agree with you. I, I think that uh, the Badgers fans, the students, had every right to do it last night, and I thought it was cool. Didn't see any issues. Didn't see any, um, you know, any altercations or anything like that when it came to, you know, students storming the court just for ch- sheer jubilation. Well, that's because so we night. were all careful to not touch anybody's elbow because then you might get hit in the face. Right. You want to hit us up? Uh, give us a shout. 877-867-1670. That's the phone number. Hit us up over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Also, you can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can subscribe absolutely free of charge on YouTube. Watch the show. Just pay attention to it. Turn it on your laptop. If you're in the office, if you're cruising around, whatever it happens to be, you can watch it, listen to it via YouTube. Check that out as well. You can always find us. Uh, over on youtube.com slash bill michaels m-i-c-h-a-e-l-s bill michaels show and uh, also follow the you can download the app uh, the zone out in madison w-o-z-n the zone in madison put it on your phone download it just tap it boom there we go up and running you can get ebo and nelson in the morning you can get a grant bills you can you can get the big announcement that was the thursday night show six to seven 
You excited for that? Does that start tomorrow? No, it starts next week. Zach is on vacation getting married right now. So when he is comes he back, really? we're going to start it up. Good for him. I did not realize that uh, he was not married yet. I don't know why I figured that he wasn't. He's in Hawaii, which is warmer and nicer than it is here. It is even nicer, yeah, that he's in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So it starts next Thursday. It'll be, What's the name of the show? It's just basically all Badgers all the time. Kenny and Heilprin. Uh, obviously, a lot of roadblocks with licensing and what we actually can name it. Um, you got uh, you got top billing in that over the sports director. Good for you. <laughs> I, it wasn't a point of contention. Okay, good for you, is man. What it is. Awesome. There you go. But yeah, all Wisconsin. So you sports. got top billing. Nice. Nice. All uh, all Kenny all the time. There you go. And it's all Wisconsin, and by that I mean all Wisconsin, UW-Madison, Wisconsin, correct? Yes. Okay. Just so, we are, just so we're clear, and then I don't want anybody tuning in, hoping to hear Admiral scores and uh, not, getting what they, not getting what they're thinking. So there you go. Good stuff. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back after that big announcement that Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprin will bring you all Wisconsin a week from tomorrow night, the much-anticipated startup that is going to happen night with Kenny and Halpern. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, yeah, welcome back. Bill Michael Show, continuing on. Glad to have you on board. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, give us a shout. Would love to hear from you. Uh, eight, again, 877-867-1670. Um, if, uh, th- this one's from uh, Zach, by the way, who says, uh, no problem with the students storming the court last night. It made for a great evening. My wife and I were there. We enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, he goes on to say, uh, kudos to Greg Gard after fending off all the critics to bounce back and get that victory. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Greg Gard was under a lot of heat coming out of the season and then the leaked audio recordings and such. And and to watch all of that kind of go by the wayside last night. And uh, not to say Greg Gard has never publicly and behind the scenes, I would assume he's probably feeling a little bit of vindication but he's never gone you know hey for all you naysayers up yours you know and he could he could but uh you know coming off a couple of years ago coach of the year and going through some of the uh, the offseason stuff and now to bounce back and get it again and don't you think ben that greg guard is probably up for coach of the year again this year in the big 10 definitely i might absolutely far to say national right i agree has to be has to be. And uh, maybe we get Dan Dockich on the program. Dan's always been pretty outspoken in, in favor of Greg Gard as well. Uh, but, I, I look, I think he, he should be the, the, the Big Ten Coach of the Year after last night's contest. You let the voting begin for what he's done. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to uh, give us a shout, do it. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, uh, kudos to the Badgers. Exciting times right now in the state of Wisconsin. 
The Bucks are on pace to win yet another championship, and he's got in parentheses, I still believe they will. The Badgers are going to go deep into the postseason. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back, and eventually we'll have baseball. What an exciting time to live in the state of Wisconsin. Really, when you think about it, right, when you think about it, with the state, I mean, football had a little bit of a down year, okay? In the mid-portion of the season, they kind of built our hopes back up just to kind of let us back down. Now there's a big offseason. Obviously, Engram being higher, there's some changes going on there. Good things, I believe, are going to start happening for Wisconsin football and Paul Chris. Greg Gard bounces back. The Packers come off of a pretty spectacular season, only to be completely deflated at the end, but there still is a lot of optimism in the air. I, I believe what he just wrote about the Bucs. I think still the Bucs are the team to beat. I still the, Brooklyn and Philadelphia are the two teams that uh, are going to be the toughest to, toughest outs. I, after that, I don't think there is anybody. Uh, and the, the West is pretty much Golden State and Phoenix, and that's it. There's five teams that I think have a legitimate shot at winning a championship. And if the Bucs are healthy, I think the, I think the Bucs sit most likely atop that leaderboard. But you, you have to have everybody firing on all cylinders to do so. Anyway, but I, I, I think the Bucs are on pace. And I think the, the, the Brewers are pretty much poised for a pretty good season. I think a lot of it is going to hinge on Christian Yelich and his bat. I think the pitching staff is solid. I don't even think they're done with moves yet. But we'll, we'll, we got to wait until they kind of say open the gates again. But so there's a lot of optimism. And you continue, you continue to forget we've got uh, Northwoods League Baseball that's going to begin again, which is fantastic. And the Milwaukee Admirals are kicking ass in the AHL, the minor league of hockey. So, and they could be on their way. Yet, and it would be apropos if they won a Calder Cup coming out of coming out of COVID because they were on pace to win a Calder Cup when COVID hit. So they could win a championship as well. I'm fired up about all of this. I'm fired up about all of this. I just am. Um, Dan says, guard should be the national coach of the year. Wisconsin uh, was not on anybody's radar and was the accepted or was expected to, to be middle of the pack at best. Uh, Brentley says, I was thinking that the Packers won't lose a home game because they get that extra home game this year from adding the extra week. Uh, so eight home games, eight away, and now London as a home game. Uh, but ultimately, they, they are still taking a home game away. It'll be the same money for the city, but they're still ultimately taking a home game away. Home game away. And what I think the league's going to do, mark my words, Brentley, is they're going to make an announcement in a month, and they're going to say, and the 2024 NFL Draft host city will be Green Bay, Wisconsin. I believe that's what's going to happen. I just do. I think Green Bay is going to host it, and the uh, build-up for that is it's going to be exciting. It's not going to be bringing players out on, on pontoon boats in the fountains at the Bellagio kind of exciting or whatever hotel they're doing that at, but it's still going to be exciting. We'll figure out our own way to do it, you know? Maybe slide them across, you know, Lake Winnebago after sturgeon spearing, <laughs> something like that. Everybody shows up with a dead fish strapped to their strapped to their UTV. That's the way we do it at Wisconsin. How are we looking? 877-867-1670 if you want to find us, do. That's good stuff. <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, Brandon says, I hope you're right. I'm telling you, I really believe that's going to happen. 
I, I maybe and Chris says maybe the number one pick can slide down the snow hill on the first night. They all come up to the uh, stage and they down a beer. They chug a beer. They do a chug challenge, you know. Meanwhile, Rogers is off in the corner holding up two fingers. Scotch, scotch. Long hair. He's got a butt plug because he just had a colon cleanse. Doesn't want to leak out. Uh, Patricia says, uh, what do we got to do to get Greg Gard on the national radar for coach of the year? Patricia, it just it is the body of work speaks for itself. And as long as those that pay attention to college basketball nationally are looking over that fence that is Wisconsin and saw that exciting contest last night and the storming the court last night, then maybe they'll wake up, they'll look over that fence, and they'll say, yeah, boy, here we go. Here we go. Hopefully that happens. Uh, Hannah says, is today the day that we hear something from Rogers? Uh, I, I, I doubt it. I don't know how this is going to work because I thought last week after he said there's no new news and nothing to announce on the Pat McAfee show, I thought for sure that yesterday would have been the day when he came on the program and, and made the announcement. I selfishly hoped that it happened while I was in the air. So I could miss the two hours of insanity that were short. Right. Well, he never even made the appearance yesterday. Right. So how does this go down now? I cannot imagine Rogers waiting until next Tuesday. You know, I, I can't, I can't imagine that. So I got to think. If there, because he said he would not go past March eighth, I, I, I just, if Rogers goes past March eighth, well, how do I want to word this coming into the next hour? If Aaron Rodgers waits until after next Tuesday, when he said he wouldn't, to make a decision, who would you blame? How mad would you be? You know, we'll, we'll get into that coming up in the next hour. I, I think it's I think it's legit. Coming up after the top of the hour, Ben Wargle for Rivals.com. Covers the Wisconsin Badgers. We're going to talk a little more Badger. Got to today. It's got to be a fun day, right? Got to have some good Badger chatter after they cut down the nets for the Big Ten title last night. The regular season champions. We'll get into that coming up. But uh, in the next hour, I do want to get into that discussion. I, I want to know, and I'm only throwing this out there as a what if, but what happens if Rodgers goes past next Tuesday when he said he wouldn't? I and, and what really stinks is if they make the announcement on the day that free agency ends. It, it's because... There's a lot of people that really feel that this is wrong. This is now getting to the point of selfishness because other players' fates hang in the balance. And that, this, you know, it just isn't right. And and Brian Gutekinds uh, talked a little bit about it yesterday, but really does believe after he went off to the sidebar and talked to some people kind of on the, without the recorders rolling, he really believes this is a championship-level team. They just need to tweak it, and they're waiting on what they can do until Rodgers makes his decision. 
Uh, so we'll we'll discuss coming up the next hour. Talk a little bit more about that. Ben Wargle, Rivals.com. Going to talk with him in regards to this Wisconsin Badger team and the likelihood that Greg Gard is not only named the coach of the year via the Big Ten, but also nationally. Get into that discussion coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.